The story I'm about to tell you will seem so unbelievably outlandish that you will be absolutely convinced that it's made up, but it isn't. This is a real and ongoing story. Dr. Ellie Lobel graduated from a gifted children's program at University College Kensington in London with a PhD in nuclear physics when she was just 18 years old. To say that she had a bright future ahead of her would be an absolute understatement. But in the spring of 1996, at just 27 years old, this brilliant, fit, active woman with three kids was bitten by a tick and contracted Lyme disease. Now back then, Ellie didn't know to look for that characteristic bullseye rash after she was bitten, so she thought that it was just a weird spider bite. But after three months with flu-like symptoms and horrible pains that moved around her body, it was clear that this was not normal. Ellie said, quote, It was all I could do to get my head off the pillow. End quote. Some doctors told her it was just a virus and that it would run its course. One doctor said she had multiple sclerosis. One said lupus. Another, rheumatoid arthritis. Still another, fibromyalgia. It was a full year before she finally received an accurate diagnosis of Lyme disease. And by then, it was far too late for standard interventions. She tried treatment after treatment, but her condition never improved. She describes being stuck in bed or a wheelchair, not being able to even think clearly, but determined to figure out a way to fight with every antibiotic, every pharmaceutical, and every holistic treatment that she could find. She says, quote, With some things, I would get better for a little while, and then I would just relapse right back into this horrible Lyme nightmare. And with every relapse, it just got worse. End quote. After 15 years, Ellie finally decided to give up. In 2011, she packed up everything and moved to a quiet little town in California, about halfway between L.A. and San Diego, in order to die in a more beautiful climate. And what happened next is truly as nightmarish as it sounds. Ellie had only been in California for three days. She wanted to get some fresh air and feel the sun on her face and hear the birds singing instead of just laying around and waiting to die. Her caregiver helped her get outside. and She was standing near a broken wall and a tree when suddenly she felt something hit her in the head. Within seconds, she was attacked by a swarm of Africanized bees. Her caregiver ran for his life, but Ellie couldn't run. She couldn't even walk. Ellie grew up severely allergic to bees. A simple sting could put her into anaphylaxis. In fact, she was almost killed by a single bee sting when she was just a toddler. She stopped breathing and had to be revived by defibrillation. And now, on top of the Lyme disease, she was being attacked by an entire swarm of bees and the only thing she could do was cover her eyes. She remembers thinking, wow, this is it. I'm just going to die right here. She said she could feel the first five or ten or maybe even fifteen stings, but after that, all she could notice was the overwhelming buzzing and the bees just hitting her all over. When the bees finally left, her caregiver tried to take her to the hospital, but Ellie refused to go. She told him, quote, This is God's way of putting me out of my misery even sooner. I'm just going to accept this. And so she locked herself in her room and told the caregiver, quote, Come collect the body tomorrow. End quote. But Ellie didn't die. Not one day, not one week, not even one month later. After the attack, she watched the clock, waiting for that anaphylaxis to set in. But it didn't. Instead, three hours later, her body was racked with pains that continued for three days. And then, 
for reasons that only a scientist can understand, the pain just stopped. And suddenly, she had the beginning stages of being healed of Lyme disease by the bee venom. More than 10 years later, you can find Ellie on social championing her research into bee venom as a way to fight Lyme disease. Absolutely incredible. The idea that the same venom toxins that can kill can also heal is not a new one. In 1938, Dr. David Mock wrote that, quote, The close relationship of medicine and poison is actually implied by the word drug. Even the Greek word pharmakon was applied to both drug and poison. The ancient Hebrews also employed the same word for both drug and poison, samim, and differentiated between the two by prefixing qualifying terms that implied life or death. End quote. There's a poisonous little toad called the fire-bellied toad that secretes a venom-laced sweat when it's provoked. But researchers now also know that certain proteins in that toxic sweat may help to heal wounds. In 2013, the Belfast School of Pharmacy was using the toxin to minimize the growth of scar tissue by speeding up the healing process with venom. Caffeine is a plant-based product with well-known pleasurable effects on the body. But if taken in excess, it will quickly reveal its essentially poisonous nature. So whether we're talking about bee venom to cure Lyme disease, poison frog sweat to heal wounds, or a simple cuppa to help you pay better attention, I suppose the bottom line is this. What doesn't kill you might actually make you stronger. Former Navy SEAL and Rhodes Scholar Eric Greeton says that soldiers know all too well what's meant by serving on the front lines, the place where you engage the enemy. But he takes the idea a lot further. He says that everyone has a place where they encounter fear, where they struggle. The battlefield, he says, isn't the only place where people suffer hardship. Hardship hits in a million places. But he believes that it's the struggle that helps us build those deep reservoirs of strength. A great deal of our growth, he says, comes when we put our shoulder into what's painful. But he makes a really powerful observation about that. He says, quote, Of course, fear does not automatically lead to courage. Injury does not necessarily lead to insight. Hardship will not automatically make us better. Pain can break us or make us wiser. Suffering can destroy us or make us stronger. Fear can cripple us or it can make us more courageous, end quote. In other words, negative events and experiences can lead to negative outcomes or positive outcomes, like a chemical compound that can either heal or kill, become medicine or poison. No one can escape pain or fear or suffering. Yet, from pain can come wisdom. From fear can come courage. From suffering can come strength. So what's the key? What's the difference between a negative event that becomes poison and kills and one that becomes medicine and heals? One word, resilience. The presence or absence of resilience makes all the difference. Resilience, Greeton says, is the virtue that enables people to move through hardship and become better. We all have battles to fight. If you want to win any meaningful kind of victory, Greeton says, you'll have to fight for it. But how? Every human around the globe wrestles with the same questions. How do we work through fear and build courage? How do we overcome defeat and rise above obstacles? How do we learn to consistently adapt to adversity? Greeton says, to be resilient is not easy, but it's also not complicated. 
He believes every single one of us can grow the virtue of resilience. But it's not enough to want to be resilient or to think about being resilient. We have to choose to live a resilient life. And one of the things that he most recommends to help with that is to do the things that lead to better thinking. As James 1 verses 2 through 4 says, Consider it great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. There's a lot more to say about resilience, and I've barely scratched the surface here. But if you'll stick with me, I'll dive into all the very best research on the topic and deliver it to you in bite-sized pieces over the coming weeks. Remember, a better mind always leads to a better life.